The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Changes are coming. That seems to be the word for the day. Festivals are trying to figure out what people want, and along with that comes change. Changes to the ticketing, changes to the camping, changes to how you sit, where you sit. It all is part of the new landscape. We'll talk about that and more this week on the What Podcast. All right, we're back. Another episode of the What Podcast. We're going to talk. I don't know where all we're going to go with this. We've got a couple of guests. We've got Chris and Trevin, who are going to talk about their experiences at Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, they're also veteran festival goers. So we talk about the changes that they've seen. And that's where I want to go, guys. Um We've said on here before, I'm Barry. I've been to Bonnaroo since 2002. Brian, you've been every year since 2002. I skipped two or three. Russ, you've been every year since 2018 when we started this podcast, which is focused on primarily Bonnaroo, but festivals in general. Guys, I don't know if you feel it, 
but there's a lot of change in the air. The, the festival world is changing, right? It always has been. It always has evolved. But this year feels pretty epic for some reason. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And part of that is the the pause button, which we spent a lot of time on here. That's part of the change you're talking about. And I'm not sure if this is exactly the change you're speaking of this exact moment or one of the uh, examples. But the convoluted nature in which these tickets are sold, I believe, is getting way out of hand. And it's been happening really slowly, incrementally for the last maybe upwards of five years. And Bourbon and Beyond, when I first looked at the tickets, that was this thing I saw. I was like, this is a lot. I don't really even understand what this is. Camping for this or this for that. Add on this. And I and I didn't spend a lot of time. You know, granted, I could have I could have figured it out if I had spent more time. I look at the way, and especially we'll get to it, the, the new pricing for Bonnaroo, and I would go to their site and start poking around, and I'm like, geez, there's like 20, 25 different options yeah. of just admission into a festival. And what happened to my days, which weren't that long ago, Barry, that you just bought your ticket yep. and you went to the festival. Yep. Those days are over. No, you nailed it. And I think what, here's what I think happened. And it occurred to me this morning, the people who put these things together were like, how do we give people what they want? How do we give, 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 give. And now all of a sudden they're like, holy crap. We're, we're, we're tailor made. We've gone too far. We've <laughs> there. It's it, well, you can't give everybody all of all of what they want ever. No. So if you try to give everybody everything they want, you're going to give most everybody a version of something that they weren't looking for. I think it's just the, the unintended consequence of that. Yeah. It, and it, it's like, I, I'm throwing this huge party for however, pick a many people and you want to tailor it to each person. And then all of a sudden that person has their own request and you didn't see it coming. That, that's, yeah. that's and what then it feels mad like. And then they're mad at what you, they want. That's exactly right. You didn't, it's like, uh, I mean, I've had some conversations this week uh, and here's where I'm going with this. The plazas, Bonnaroo, they have gone so far in in making those cool. And we've talked about that over and over and over. We did a very good job. And they've it. done a tremendous yeah. job. But now it's like, are we taking away from the headliners? We've paid all this money for these artists to perform at Bonnaroo on the what and the which, you know, stages. But now we have these things out there in the plazas uh, for them to do. And is it too much you know and i think if you stop there the answer would be no a short answer but go ahead well then you gotta figure out that they've got a plan for that they've got insurance they've got people they've got things they have to deal with how much is too much i guess is what i'm saying and i don't this is not a knock on anybody I think the festivals are trying to figure out how to attract people and sell tickets, right? Obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, is it their job to book, you know, whoever uh, on the main stage 
and make sure that when you wake up in your camp that there's something for you to do. I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> think it is their job, but to that's do where that. it's, that's where it's gone. But I, but I don't think it's, I, I think it's very, um, it's very thoughtful to try to think of every different aspect and try to be as unique as possible. Um, one quick thing I want to mention in reference to this, but off slightly of what we're talking about, we always talk about, we don't care about the, who the lineup is at Bonnaroo. And, and that's a little bit of, you know, exaggeration. We do care, sure, but it right. doesn't, yeah. it, but, but we're also unique as we're very, very close. This is a world renowned music festival. I think it, does matter who's on this lineup and they've had a couple of years over the last five plus five six seven years they've had a couple of clunkers Uh, maybe this year would be in some people's minds one of those years but for most people who make it part of their their uh, rotation and part of their lifestyle they don't care but you're trying to pull from a big, I mean, they're trying to get from every state in the, in the city. I mean, they've touted that as something that they're, you know, they wear as a badge of honor. And, and so maybe this is a way to make up for, well, all right, maybe we didn't make the perfect lineup. You can't make a great lineup every year. It's, it's just not possible. Maybe this is their way of making that up. Well, maybe. no, it, it's, it's, I think we're saying some of the same things and the, I don't have a right answer. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. The other thing along what I'm saying is the fans have changed. The, the, we are, I mean, Brian, you're in your what early forties. I'm 60. Mm-hmm. Russ, you're, I don't even, I don't even know how old you are. You could tell me you're <laughs> 10. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> if you watch his video game channel, you would think so. I, exactly. <laughs> but we're, so we're of a certain age. We're also, um, We've done this for a long, long time. The late teens to early 20-year-olds, apparently, is they are a different audience. They don't want to camp, a lot of them, from what I'm hearing. They want to stay in a nice hotel. They, they have a different expectation of what their music festival will be. We know this because of EDM. We know this because of DJs the whole industry has changed. And so we're looking at it. I'm looking at it from my, you know, goggles, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And what I'm hearing from the people in the industry is it's all changed. And that's that pause button thing that you mentioned. That's why they're hitting pause. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah, they're not sure how to move these three hundred and fifty plus to four hundred dollar tickets necessarily. Maybe could right. be part of it. I think there might be a little bit of this, and this is just is old man get off lawn type stuff. But maybe Gen Z, we're talking. I mean, millennials are old now. I mean, they are old people with kids that are growing up, and their lives are changing. And Gen Z, I'm not sure if they know what they want because who at that age really truly does know what they want and maybe as a generation in a world that is pretty hyper focused and 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 add is is everybody all ages have the problems and maybe that is part of scrambling some of these festivals to try to figure out how can we attract people in a different way be more creative uh, which Bonnaroo is the king of that. Maybe Coachella would be a, 
arrival. I um, I, I've never, you know, none of us have ever been out that far uh, for that festival. I've, it's, it's certainly a bucket list item for me one of these days. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it is these kids don't truly know what they want. And the good news is, is they have short memories and they might come back again next year if we can just tweak whatever it is we think maybe didn't work in the, in the years past. So our, our guests today, Travin and Chris, were you guys surprised at their answers about VIP? Um, I was because they both said yes to this festival, but no to this festival. They'll do VIP for this one, but not that one. I didn't expect that. I would have assumed it's VIP all the way every time, but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if surprise is the right word. I, 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 because I get such different answers to that. I've had more experience of people who tell me who get VIP who are not, um, you know, who, who where money in that range is not crazy, but it's still like, ouch, like, ah, uh, that's, you know, that right. hurts this month. And many times I've heard, you know, it really wasn't that much better. Well, that's what really that's wasn't. what I'm saying by surprise. It's not about the money. I mean, they can both afford or I assume, but the way they the, talked, it sounded like yes, it's something that they can, they can they afford can afford they it, to. but they don't want to because it's not worth it. So, my my point is, imagine you're the organizers of these things. How do you deal with that? I mean, you know, you're trying to you're trying to please people and create these options. Um, and now you're hearing that this didn't work or that worked. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's these guys have, I mean, it just, like you said earlier, Brian, you used to just buy a ticket and you went and watched a concert. That was it. <laughs> buy your ticket and go. <laughs> that's it. You know, the first add on was the parking once, you know, that's been a long time ago now, probably a decade ago. Right. And I remember thinking that when it hit, I was like, what a actually brilliant idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You've got all these cars coming, charge them all 50 bucks. I mean, how much is 50 bucks? Yeah. A guaranteed Nothing. spot, but it's well, so worth it. <laughs> and and now you know that's tripled the price and it, and it's it's just gone on from there now you um, want a shower now you want uh somebody's gonna cook your dinner for you or do you want that or well and as when and speaking of and this is what happened 20 years ago is not that relevant to what happens today but in you know in 2003 and four and five, my first three full years of being there all weekend long as a general attendee, I actually had a little, uh, maybe a perk or two towards that three or four time, five time. But in 2003 and four, I mean, I was just like anybody else. And I was also 23, 24, 25 years old. And to me, the struggle was, was part of it. The struggle was part of it. Now that's, that's youth culture. Right. That's youth cultures. But the, the struggle was real and the struggle was what made it all worth it. No, I think I don't know if that's a thing. No, anymore. I think you're 100 percent right now. They don't want they don't want yeah. that. They want to yeah. they want to drive up. They want to walk right to the front and they want to see their favorite act and leave. But in that in some of that setting, the way that the old pricing was, it was the one ticket price. It, it fits all. And that's kind of what we did. We parked, we walked in, we got Bonnaroo set up very well to be able to be experienced from multiple different viewing points. Um, and 
that's what it was. You just bought your ticket and walked in. And in 2005, a, a $189, I'm making up the number, but I, you know, I think that's probably a fair guess. 189 to $200 is probably being your top price to get in. Yeah. Inflation's different 20 years ago, but that was a very doable fine. Yeah. Well, I can scrape up a couple hundred bucks and then, yeah, we're going to be sleeping under the sun or we're going to be baked. That's what you do at a festival. No, there's not a plaza. None of us expected a, a, somebody to walk by and, you know, and play an ukulele by our, uh, our camp in the morning. Hey, wake up guys. I'm, we're having a party for you out here. Like you had to make your own way. And that's just how it was then. And it was, it felt like it was part of the experience itself, but that's just, we're in a new world. That that's that is my point, and that's that's what I've been hearing for three weeks. Is these guys that are putting these things on are just scrambling because it's a different universe. the The fans are different. It's not us, our our age group. I mean, we're still talking about VIP and those sorts of things. You know, the porta potty close that kind of in water, but the younger the younger ones, um, and and you know, back to the get off my lawn they got a whole different mindset and they're the 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 festival planners are trying to figure out what they want and it's a different it's a different thing well they've got it's it's a costume contest first of all that's you know that's what it started in coachella moved east over time it so it's a big um a social media event so you need to make sure everybody has full charges on phones at all times. Um, that people have comfortable areas to get ready. Fit check. You know, you've seen these yeah. hashtag fit check yep. for fat festival fit check. We're, you know, doing yep. the little yep. dances yep. on yep. what I'm wearing today for, for Tuesday. Look at me. And that's all. That's part of their experience. If they can't do that then they're going to have a rotten time and they might not come back. So I think that leads to the plazas. I think that leads to GA plus um, areas to get more yeah, electricity but, and those kinds of things. So the, so the, you're the planner. They don't make any, I mean, they can make, they make money off the ticket, but I mean, how much of your energy are you putting into making sure that the fit check, you know, area versus whether you've got Neil Young on the main stage or, you know, yeah, Pearl Jam it, or whatever. Yeah, because the guy or gal who wants a fit check doesn't care if Neil doesn't Young's give on the main a crap. stage. Doesn't know yeah. who he is. He's an old guy. He's dead, you know. I yeah. mean, that's so – that's where we are. And and uh, that's what I'm hearing from people in the industry. And that's, that's the reason for this pause is, well, what the hell do we do? <laughs> where where yeah. is this going? So um, – well, I'm assuming we're going to go down the road of the uh, the new one and two day ticket uh, option. That's part of it. Yes, we should talk about it. That's exactly part of it. That was, uh, you know, Brad uh, Parker was very adamant that they weren't going to do that this year, and the demand apparently from folks was that's what they want. And so it's back. Well, is it really though? Is it really demand? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they said, but. This, the cynic in me, and this is no, I mean, this was announced in the last, uh, I don't know, five days or so from when you're hearing this, maybe a full week since you've, since you've heard this, there's been plenty of time to, to discuss it on socials, uh, Reddit and Twitter, even a little Facebook is where I'll go to see a lot of that reaction. So this is not a unique thought to me, 
but it certainly was one of my first thoughts. Uh, tell me you're not selling tickets very well without telling me your tickets aren't moving very fast mm-hmm. without, you know, without telling me. That's my first thought is if they if if anybody at Live Nation, C3, Bonnaroo, whoever's got a voice in this room, thought that one and two day ticket sales were were vital or or we'll just say the word important to the bottom line. Well, then it would have been an an initial offering. And they clearly decided not to go that way. And, and, and many people misconceptions are that there's been one day to Bonnaroo for, for for a long time there. I mean, less than five years that they've done single days for the first 15, 16, 17 years, it was all weekend or nothing. There was never ever a one day pass. If you knew somebody who came for a day, it's because they just came for a day and left. They didn't have a one day ticket. So to me, it screams of, what can we do to sell tickets because we're not selling them? That's me. It's me talking. Well, aren't we saying Is the same? Fair? Aren't we saying the same thing? Uh, yeah. And aren't we saying it's part of what we just spent the last ten minutes talking about? This is the change. The what I'm hearing is people don't want a four day. They don't want to go camp in the grass for four days. They want to do it their own way. And part of that is they want to go when they want to go. Um, so Bonnaroo specifically though, is such a different animal, you know, like it's, of course, if you want to go to one bourbon and beyond day, or if you want to go to one shaky knees day, we've all done that. I bet, you know, we've all done a music festival in a setting like that for one day or well, at least I have many times. I know you have taco Shirley to Barry. Yeah. Bonnaroo, once you get there, you don't want to leave. Well, like again, even the worst scenario, you you're not look. Yeah, I guess that's you know, what I I'm guess. saying. That's you and me. That's it's been a lot of experience. trouble to get there to want to leave right after you. That's get there. the <laughs> point. That is the point. You and I, we have our. I'm with you. I've never left. I once I'm there, I've never left. I it 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 rips the bandaid off the magic for me. I've never understood. Hey, let's go to Walmart and get, you know, never. I, well, I'm guilty of, of leaving and coming back for sure, but I never yes, have. I understand. I so, understand. well, I'm there until they kick me out. Until <laughs> <laughs> the grass is mowed on Monday. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> the guy mowing the grass. Yeah. yeah. Locks up the gate. But that's, this is what I'm saying. The, the environment has changed so much. Um, and, you know, maybe it's one year maybe this is just this year and and it you know we've we've done this for so long we've seen the changes um you know well i'm i'm curious how many maybe they've got data on this but how many people buy a one day ticket for whatever reason maybe they can't commit to a full weekend or whatever but they go they have a good time and they say oh next year i'm coming for the full thing i wonder what the conversion rate is from single day tickets to people that end up going and maybe they wouldn't have before if they Fair hadn't question. had a chance. I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I think that is part of what we're talking about. I think it's just a shift change. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know yet, Russ. I mean, it's a great question. You know, we, we've talked about the fact that, uh, what 50%, 55% of people who come to Bonnaroo are new every year. Yeah. We've heard, uh, what, 23% of people are in there in the plazas during the main shows. Yes, uh, at any given time. At any given time. 
you know, those are, those are num- new numbers. Um, are people going just for one day to see, um, I don't know. Are they going just because of the headliner that day? Or are they going just because Saturday is the only day they can get off? Uh, I think it could be all of those things. That's my point. And I think that's what's changed, Brian. I mean, I get what you're saying. You and I go, I mean, we used to go on Wednesday and stay till Monday. And yeah, that was it. It's a long time. It's a long I still do. What I'm yeah, what I'm hearing is that that's not what a lot of people want to do. They wanted the one day or the two day and and Bonnaroo reacted to that. Um is it because they aren't selling tickets? I, I mean, I get your point, but I don't know. It's probably both. It's probably both, yeah. but I think it's because people don't want to commit to five days or four days or whatever. Well, the price cuts are not that le- that less. So if we're talking about that this is a financial motivated move and the, with the thoughts that maybe many of the people who were on the fence or maybe a lot of the social they were seeing was that, listen, man, I just, you know, y'all, y'all are pricing me out. I can't handle this. Well, that's fine. And I get that. And I am the, you know, I'm the king of saying, you know, hey, it's only one more dollar. Well, you know, there are more dollars. Like there yeah. eventually the dollars run out. Do they? But the prices are not well, I that, that's another good question. I really you, don't you come up with I really don't know. I mean, that's I, to me, Bourbon and Beyond and even uh the Bonnaroo with the changes in their their pricing structure kind of proved that it's not. I mean Again, in my world, you know, another 10 bucks, another 10 bucks, another 10 bucks. But what they have proven with their VIP and all their pricing is that there are people that will pay it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, and v- I mean, VIP is sold out. Area 931 sold out. Right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're not having money. trouble it's not moving about the, the, money. the high end tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, you know, then that takes an, one off the list that just leads me back to thinking. Maybe overall GA is not selling as well, but I mean, I'm, I've got a, you know, GA for two days. Centeroo is $330, two days. What, what I don't have, I can, my screen's not big enough to pull up the whole thing. What's the whole four day? About 80 more dollars about than that. Same. Yeah. About the good point. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what, what are you really doing here? You're not saving any money. So maybe it is experience oriented. And then I also wonder, and I wondered this from the first time they mentioned one day, cause I, this is the first time I've ever heard two days. I mean, that that's right. the first to me. They, right. They've done the one day. That way thing. you get the overnight. Well, what happens when you get there and you just don't feel like leaving? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to stripe on your hair or something. Yeah. You gotta yeah. leave. I don't know. There's, there's, <laughs> there is the, there's really no way to enforce that. I mean, yes, you, on paper, you can make a way to enforce that but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I so, I and you do have to have a brand. And if, if for anybody who is not familiar, which I'm sure you are listening to this, but you know, you scan when you go through, but I mean, without outing by name, one of our guys from our uh, longtime camp, nut butter and a uh, media organized uh, oriented guy who is in and out of that industry now and only shows up occasionally proved to the world got everywhere didn't he? that it doesn't <laughs> yes. matter what wristband you have <laughs> you can be in any spot and that on that farm yeah, that you a... want to without being unlawful outside of the fact that you crossed maybe one area right. where you weren't supposed yeah. to but without breaking laws without breaking things without without causing harm he was able to peacefully and politely it was amazing go to it was any amazing. <laughs> 
He went to places I've never been. Because every time I turned around, he was right next to me. <laughs> and I hate to say it, John Stewart, I love you dearly. You ain't that smart, man. No, You're not any so smarter than anybody else. It became his it became his weekend. It was like, I'm just he, gonna he, see he, where I can go. It was the mm-hmm. biggest challenge. He had a big It was a challenge. He had a smile on his face all weekend. We were all laughing it and laughing. Every best. time I was like, You did it. Was it the best. So to the point that one day or two days, I mean, if I'm twenty three years old, four, five, six years old, and I got a one or two day and I'm having time in my life, you think Oh yeah, I'm not gonna leave. Your alarm's going off. It's time to go. Right. No, it's not. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay. That's a good. <laughs> so that's a there's good point. that, and I don't think they care about that. I mean, that no. that, that extra body on the festival no, is not. You're gonna buy they a beer, or a, you know, yeah, a spicy you, pie that. or whatever. Even hopefully. if you're there, yeah, you're gonna buy food. You're gonna buy they don't a beer. Care. Yeah, I agree. What I do find interesting, though, of using the measurement of social media, is so much of the, and this is I'm gonna call you the Bonnaroo dorks. I'm one of you. Might be on a different there's a little different level of dorkdom, but the the Bonnaroo dorks, the purist, the traditionalist, maybe even the institutionalist, talk about how this is going to ruin the vibe of the festival. See that more that word used the most, but we understand where everybody's coming from. Same, no matter what the terminology is, meaning the feel, the environment, the festival, the atmosphere, all that. This one and two day stuff is going to ruin that. I rolled my eyes the first time I saw that, and the more I read it, I rolled my eyes even more. Y'all's thoughts on how does this make this great weekend for most people who who think like we all do, Bonnaroovians, we'll say. Yeah. In what way does this ruin the vibe? In what way does this ruin the environment? What am I missing, or am I missing anything? No, I think... I think that is a great question, and I don't know the answer, and nobody does. Uh, to the point, you know, when it started, it was a hippie fest. We've we've said that a hundred thousand times. Yeah, up until about '05. Right, '05. It was a hippie fest, and but they booked fish because fish fans would camp, and then yep. seven, nine, eight, you know, '09. They started with the VIP. And I felt it. I remember walking by the VIP area and thinking, oh, man, they're selling this thing out. And then it occurred to me that they have to bring in money. They have to adapt. And if you remember, uh, Brian, you, you, would, you would remember. I mean, it, would, it, became, it became everybody's Woodstock. If you were, oh yeah, 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 you, yeah, you couldn't go. You didn't make it to Woodstock, so this was your thing. You got to go and see naked people dancing to whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't even no, know. So if, just where all the freaks and geeks are. It's where the are. freaks and geeks, and you got to go and and act like you were hip for a while. I don't know if it's been that for how long. I mean, do you feel that? I wouldn't use that certain terminology as far as the way we're using kind of uh, older guys. I don't know if slang's the right word, but of these freaks and geeks and weirdos. I, I, I still think there is that nature of, of of to be seen. Right. It is a place to be seen, a place to make your TikTok, a place sure. to make your in- Instagram reel. And it, yeah, a Hence rite of passage. check. Very yeah, much a rite check. of passage. Youth culture rite of passage uh, creates the ultimate mound of fear of missing out, FOMO for sure. I think that's all still there. Okay. I just think we define it and look at it a little bit uh, differently. I agree, and that's where I think this year feels different 
and I don't know why. I don't know where it's going to your question, which is exactly yeah. to your question. It, something is changing, and I don't know what. And I don't. I, I'm not 19. I'm not 18. I really should not even pretend like I am or that I understand. Uh, but something is changing uh, with not I, just Bonnaroo, I, but festivals in general. And I don't know exactly what, and I don't think the organizers know. And that's, I would that's go my so point. far to say that a lot of the things that are changing is the loudness of social media. And, and, and I really think TikTok and Instagram reels have become part of this. They become so dominant in social media usage. So you see follow, a lot of follow uh, the what podcast on TikTok and Instagram, by the way, there you I'm go. All, all the social, all the <laughs> socials. Good, good job. Rod. Um, I think that's becoming so, uh, th- th- so that's so prevalent and the greed of the American corporate machine is enemy. Number one in the last couple of years, enemy number one, since, you know, the counterculture of the sixties, right? I mean, it's not new, but it's still, it's, it's evolved into what it is now. And, uh, I think people are looking, younger people are looking at this and they're immediately turned off by the amount. And this is just, just a thought of mine, amount of, of layered convolution, $150 to sit on the bleachers. Do you have anything of these kids want to sit on the bleachers? No, but they see one. It's just like, Oh, Oh, another, Oh, only another hundred, you know, another 150, another 150, another, are they just, are people seeing this and thinking, Bonnaroo has now become the corporate greed machine. Is it that that we are so mad about? And I'm I'm just using social media as a barometer. I don't know. Is it that, or is it just I'm ready to move on? I you know well TikTok, certainly I, could I, be that. I I've posted. I'm at Bonnaroo. I've I, here's my TikTok post. Now I'm ready to move on. I don't want four days. I want I I been there, done it. I'm ready to go. It's funny you say that because at the end of uh, one of the years recently, could have been just last year, there was a TikTok that had, I I saw that I thought I couldn't tell you who it is now, but it was an influencer based account, and you could tell the, by the way it was put together that they were there's an influence. You go to the page on Bonnaroo where you sign up for anything from vendors to sponsors right. to social media to uh, media to whatever. There's also now a influencers tab. And this one was a quick one dayer, done very well, little video, and it was next day, we're out of here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're done with this. Mm-hmm. So yes, to your point, I think the answer is yes. Some people that is that's all they need was their TikTok moment. I've done it. I've proven to everybody I'm here, and now I'm out. I mean, let's let's go with Taco. You were there on Tuesday. That's a funny yes. picture. You're about you in the bus on Tuesday. <laughs> It'd be the same picture on Wednesday. It'd be the same. On, yeah. You know, you know, I don't. All right. So um, I didn't make one TikTok either. No, but that's not me. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm saying yeah. that's, I, I don't know the answer and I'm not going to pretend, but I think that's what these organizers are having to figure out is the whole environment is changing um it is still about the as as we hear from our guests trevin and chris it is still about who's playing we still want to see live music um but everything else just seems like it's in such a flux right now i mean i and what i'd love to see in the comments of this on youtube or at consequence or anywhere that you find uh this podcast or this video in the comments, how does the one and two day 
potentially affect a daily grind of the average Bonnarubian. When I say that, I mean the guy, gal who goes and understands the environment. How does it affect? Because I don't understand how it would. I think it's nonsense to say that it will. Am I? Maybe I'm way off base. I'd love to hear in the comments more about the reasons potentially that that could affect that just out of pure yeah, curiosity. I, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So like I said, we've got Chris and Trevin on to talk about bourbon and beyond. And what I think you, I find interesting is a lot that they talk about the experience, the VIP experiences, what they liked and what they didn't like. And it all, I think, fits into this same conversation we're having about just how the festival world has changed, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. I think they mm -hmm. both uh, had different perspectives, but they both led to the same place. Yeah. Is what it, what it felt like to me. All right. So here we are. Here's our interview with Chris and Trevin. Thanks to those guys uh, for sharing their insights. We'll probably have some more people on. We'd like to get some younger people on uh, to talk about what they're looking for in festivals but here we go with chris and trevin the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we've got Chris and Trevin. We're going to talk about bourbon and beyond. We talked about it a, a little bit last week and um, kind of got a little a uh, little scared if we're going to be honest uh so we wanted to i we reached out and said hey if you guys have any other experiences we'd love to hear from you and uh got several uh emails and responses and uh including those from Travin who has been on the show before uh Travin I wanted to have you back on I was trying to explain to Brian and Russ uh I've known you for quite a while, and I think I'm right. You weren't really doing the festival scene kind of before, what, 2018, and then all of a sudden? Yeah, so uh, 2014 was my first festival, Fire okay. Firefly. And it was like a, it was like a, my daughter, Br uh, Bridget, who you know, Barry, uh, sent me this lineup in 2014, and it's like, Dad, this is like your lineup. In 20, you know, and I've never been to a festival before. I've been a lot of, I've always been into music. You know, I play, play a little guitar, things of that nature. And so my son and I went, uh, camped, never camped at a festival before. So that was my first experience. And it hooked me, you know. So I've, Firefly has been my go to. Unfortunately, it's, it's on pause. As we all know, that's predominant in this 
going on right now. But I went in 2015. I was, I was on the rail for Paul McCartney in 15. That was the hot, probably the highlight of my festival career, so to speak. I, I, I've been to Bonnaroo one time, uh, 2017. We, we ran an RV. Uh, it was a great experience. Yeah, Bonnaroo, of course. Uh, I've been to Lollapalooza uh, 2022. Sloss Fest. I've been, I've been to quite a few festivals, but Firefly's been my, like, my go-to over the years. All right. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. And then Chris, you reached out as well. You and your wife went to uh, Berman beyond 2022 or was it 23? Yep. We yep. were there, uh, 22. We were there for the Pearl Jam show. Okay. So we wanted to, that's why we reached out to you guys both. We wanted to get sort of somebody else's take on what's going on. And, and Chris, you and your wife, you're, you're veterans, festival goers, Correct. Right? not yeah, just the world. One. <laughs> yeah we're old uh we started in 2001 at river stages and uh kind of got hooked at uh, nashville and then uh we started going to uh memphis and may to bill street music festival because it was such a good deal back in the day you could go for all three days for i think 65 dollars and uh we did that for five years we also done the Lollapalooza for a few years and then uh Bonnaroo was a bucket list for me. My wife finally caved in 2021, and then the hurricane happened, so she made it up to me in 2022, and then she got hooked. And uh, but last year we uh, in 2022 we also decided to go see Pearl Jam in uh, at uh, Bourbon, uh, yeah, Bourbon and Beyond because you go see Pearl Jam if you get the chance because you never know when they're going to tour. So we went and uh, we had heard bad things about Louder Than Life, which is on the same. Uh, it's the same festival grounds as bourbon and beyond. It's just a weekend after they just rebrand everything. And, uh, was like, well, they've had a few years to get their act together. We'll, we'll give it a shot. And, uh, we did the whole, uh, bring your chairs in, sit on the grass. And, uh, it was an experience for sure. I, 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 the, I don't even know how to respond to, having like two festivals in the same spot. Well, they have three, even... actually have three in a row. That's crazy. So how, they're, they're, how are they the different, country festival, Chris, They're a country been... festival as well. How are they different? Do y'all, do you know? I mean, are they different? I know, I know Louder Than Life, they had two stages to the back, uh, whereas Bourbon and Beyond, they have like one smaller side stage that they do cooking and uh, they have, they bring in celebrity chefs and things for that. Uh, that they do that back there. But for Louder in Life, they put two extra stages in the back and they alternate back and forth all day. All right. So real quick, where are you both located? Travin, you used to be in Chattanooga with me. Where are you living now? Yeah, I'm in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, uh, right outside of Harrisburg. All right. Chris, where are you? I'm in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, which okay. is about two and a half hours north. Yeah, pretty, pretty close to, to um, Louisville. That's why I asked. Hey, all right. So... The and how do you how do you festival? How do you do these? Do you camp? Are you uh, hotels? What's your preference? Uh, Bonnaroo camp. Uh, we camp in nine three one. Last year we were lucky enough to get in there. We got in again this year. Uh, so thanks for giving that. Wow, up, high, high roll. That. I was going to say that's yeah. <laughs> Hey, thank God for the layaway plan is all I can It's say. awesome. Good for you. There. It's amazing. <laughs> Trust us. We know. We know. It's great. <laughs> um, 
and then uh, for louder and light other festivals, we'll uh, shaky knees, etc. We we usually stay in a hotel or Airbnb. What do you do, Travin? So I'll start out camping at Firefly, and I vowed in 2015 never to camp again. Uh, I, I did RV in 2017 in Bonnaroo, which is awesome. But, but at Burp and Beyond last year, we, we camped. Uh, so that was my first camping uh, time since Firefly. The Firefly has hotels, tons of hotels around it, so it's very walkable. Of course, off Blues is walking and other festivals. Are, are, are. So I'm mainly hotel, but I, I will I venture into camping again. So... So can we talk about the camping setup at Bourbon Beyond right now, or do you want to, or do you have somewhere else no. you wanted to go there, Barry? What jump right what, in? What, that's been, I think, Taco. You've wondered the same thing. We talked about a little bit in the last couple of weeks. What was the camping like at Bourbon and Beyond? We've heard a little primitive, not really what what most camping uh, festival goers would expect. And uh, I've read a little Reddit here and there that it's not as bad as maybe we had heard. What, what was your experience, uh, Trevor? Yeah, I'm assuming, you know, that 2023 they made improvements because, I mean, yeah, it was, um, we were on grass, first of all. Well, we, we got it on Wednesday, so I flew in to, to uh, Louisville. My friends picked me up from Chattanooga, actually. And we had a great spot in the grass, about a mile, 1.1, I think it was, to walk in. Uh, they had shuttles to take if you wanted to. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. Uh, play of showers, like I never waited for a shower, it was good pressure. Uh, they even had a beer vending area that was actually normal beer prices. And it, and it well, it, oh, I thought that'd be that'd be festival beer prices, but it wasn't. But camping, there was a Circle K we walked to to get our gear. So we, yeah, the the camping site itself didn't have the amenities like Firefly has, like Bodaru has. Um, so yeah, so I would classify it as primitive, but it, but it was it was it was comfortable. Um, hmm. The biggest problem was the cargo planes. That was crazy. I mean, I, I felt like I could reach up and touch like landing gear. I mean, it was that close coming over our heads at around 4 a.m. So, so it wasn't constant. No, it, it was. It was. You know, they, they they started leaving in the morning. Like you know, it's a UPS facility, so they're loading their packages and they're taking off, and then they then they come right. landing in. So. Uh, it depends on the winds, I guess. You know, I don't know much about planes, but two of the two of the five days, there you didn't hear them. Three of the five, you did. So, is it round the round the clock festival like Bonnaroo? Is there music going on, or no. is it no. start and stop? Start and stop times. Yeah, I I think it's ten or eleven. Okay, okay. All right, Chris. What would you? How about you? How about your experience? Uh, we didn't camp. I drove past the campgrounds to get in, but um, I didn't camp. I, one other thing I think is interesting is that the campground is also next to an amusement park, which is odd. Uh, Kentucky Kingdom is right right across the a chain link fence from uh, from the campground, but it's interesting. Um, uh, we were there. We drove in, parked. You park at the uh, Expo Center. Um, I think it was twenty twenty five dollars to park, normal fees I guess these days. But um, we got in, uh, we got our spot, and then uh, we we kind of just camped in one location all day. Uh, we did GA for um, for louder. I'm sorry for Bourbon and Beyond, but for louder in life, we were like, no, we're gonna do uh, VIP or we're not going. So uh, we needed, we wanted the. Uh, 
a little extra space, access to the nicer bathrooms, um, a little less crowded in VIP. So that was, uh, but I don't think it was worth it in the end. Trevor, didn't you do VIP as well? I did. I did. No, they call it mint VIP. So not the super duper VIP. So I, I, I did mint VIP. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't do GA at the, at this particular festival. Uh, VIP itself. So I put festivals in two camps. Some festivals you can go to, just book it. Bonnaroo, Firefly, Lollapalooza, Coachella probably, never been. Wherever Beyond is a festival, you need to see the schedule and then decide, am I going or not? Because it's really about the music and, and the bourbon. I mean, it truly is. There's a lot of bourbon stuff going on too. It's not about the, you know, amenities, so to speak. I'm glad it's, you brought it my, up that. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'm glad you brought it up that way because I was kind of getting the feel over the last few weeks, especially now that I find out there's an amusement park, a chain link fence away. There's a U- UPS uh, shipment facility. Uh, it's the Expo Center, which is already just the Exposition Center. Just doesn't sound sexy. It, it doesn't sound like the kind of vibe that many festival goers are looking for. To your point take a look at the schedule make sure that it's for you and maybe they know that because the last several years it's not just this year that bourbon and beyond has been a good lineup no it's been I a mean, good lineup for about three or four years in a row now at least if you're asking yeah, me yeah i was i re- refreshed myself with 2023 but it was just like that's when we went though we saw the schedules like holy cow we're going to this i mean yeah brandy carlisle billy strings bruno Mars, blondie duran duran i mean it was it was incredible the music yeah. it was absolutely freaking but yeah, it's not the it's not the immersive experience of Bonnaroo or Firefly, you know. It's you know it's just not. It's just about the music, and then for Bourbon Beyond, it's about really good. If you're in my, my two my two buddies, really into bourbon, I, I'm not so much a bourbon guy. I, I went to the Maker's Mark Frozen Drink booth all the time, but that was my <laughs> that was my bourbon experience. Sounds good. Um, yeah, it was delicious. I mean, it was great. Um, but yeah, it's it's. You know, I was listening to uh, Dan. I'm sure he had that. I'm sure he had that experience. I don't doubt it. You know, but I think he was he was one of those festival goers that needs the the Bonnaroo or the Firefly. This is my take. I'm glad you jumped on that, Brian, because that's I think that's what the point of this show is going to be. Is we've talked so much, and we're going to talk probably for quite a few episodes about the experience, the fan experience, and whether it's about the lineup or not. We, I mean, we could not have gushed any more than we did the last time about this, this lineup. It's insane. It looks made up. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's what, what the heck? stupid good. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, you know, then we can't, you know, it's like, oh my God, you're going to camp on asphalt. I mean, so it's, it, the point is it's a, it's different right do you go for the four-day experience of hanging out with friends and the camping or do you go because you get to see you know neil young or whatever um right I, I i don't know i mean where's that line right i mean i know i'm looking at brian i know what he's thinking i know what taco's thinking he doesn't care he's gonna be in his bus <laughs> somebody could bring a boom box and he'd be he'd be happy (laughs) yeah i'll be there yeah so wow what a that's that's where that's where the line is right are you going to see your favorite band and who cares 
you know, whether you're the porta potties line lines are long or is it about the porta potty lines? Right? Exactly. I, I wish I could speak to GA. It it seemed almost less crowded than VIP, honestly. We we're talking about that during the festival. It seemed less crowded. VIP was very crowded at for, for the headliners. And we, we got there right when it opened. So we were hanging out at our campsite. Um, quick five story. We, we, we go to camp on Wednesday. My buddy, uh, is David Knowles, he's, he's a big airhead. He, he forgot the, the interior tent poles. So, so that's what we're dealing with, you know, when we first get there. But we were on grass. I'm not, I'm not sure. The RVs were all on concrete. And I even made a comment. And we had beautiful weather. It was not hot at all in 2023. 2022 sounds like you got a heat wave. So yeah, that would be awful on that asphalt. Um, but we, we had perfect right. weather. So all right, let me ask you both. Uh and, and I'll Trevin, I'll ask you first. Define for us a good festival. What are what are your criteria? Well, I again I've I have A and B criteria, you know, for for you know, Firefly, for Bonnaroo. I want the experience. I wanna I wanna I want the want to meet other people. I want also good music, of course, is always it's always part of the equation um but sometimes i just want to see bands i just want i'm there for the music and and that's what bourbon and beyond is so it's Chris. it varies um we kind of want to tell now that we've we've been around and we've sampled other festivals we've kind of narrowed it down to the fact of where we want an overall good experience whether it's the music whether it's the festival grounds whether it's the the atmosphere uh, we kind of look for the um, the whole package now. How, where do you put Bourbon and Beyond then? Well, we we are not going uh, to Bourbon and Beyond this year, and I can tell you that Beck is one of my wife's top tier bucket list bands that she is that she's never seen, and we're still not going. Why? Uh, we just did not have a good time the last time we were there when when we were there for Louder and Live. It's the way the festival is laid out, uh, it's very flat for the most part. Um, so she's a little uh, vertically challenged. Uh, she's only 5'3", so when she gets in a big crowd of people, she can't see the stage. Um, whereas when we're at Bonnaroo, we have the mound or we have, you know, different areas where we can see. Um, also, it was very crowded. It was... Uh, um, it just... The people, it's a different crowd, um, so to say. Uh, it's not a bad crowd. It's just a different crowd. And um, it just, I don't know. We just didn't feel like it was for us. Well, so it sounds a little little more city back. slickers-ish, uh, if if that makes any sense. But It much more feels like a local festival, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, I could, I, could, I could totally see this going either way with this. And I've, you know, we as Barry mentioned, talked a lot about how much we love the lineup and we all do. I mean, I don't think there's a person who knows music who, who doesn't at least somewhat agree with that. It's got both quality and quantity. So often you only get yeah, one. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, you know, good for Louisville. I mean, I bet it's the party of the year Louisville's, you know, and, and within an hour's drive either way. I mean, we're only about five hours away here. It's not like it's a long, it's easy. It's the easiest drive. you'll ever Yeah. Make. It's not like it's a long ways away, but that is a little bit far away from home. If you get stuck on a slab of concrete or if you are having carrier planes flying over your head and it's annoying you, or you forgot something or whatever. Um, I guess I don't have a greater question other than, I mean, you say, uh, Chris, you're not going and Trevor would, are 
Would you go back? Are you? Oh, you are going. Okay, Chris, yeah, I, are you? I already, yeah, I got my VIP. I got my VIP like the day the line came out. Oh, I called. I called my buddies. I'm like, we got to go again. What about you, know? you Chris? Are you out? Is, is that kind of a deal breaker for you now? Then or? Yeah, we're out. Yeah, we're not going. Out. So, uh, who, Travin, who, we, who, who, who on the lineup told you? Who grabbed you? I mean, just just, just go e- each day. You know, it's it's just it's just a crazy. I mean, uh, um, I'll, I mean, and back, back, I've seen back a couple times. You know, but, but, but going to see them, it really was the headliners are are not as good this time to me. It's just more it's more of the depth. It's just it's just yeah. I think I, maybe Taco, nice. you mentioned it. You look at it, you're like. Holy cow! Chris Isaac's on there. You look. You look at it again. What Bruce Hornsby? Yeah, what, what, yeah. What, what happened to the range? And then, you know, was Bruce Hornsby <laughs> and somebody else? I mean, every time I look at that lineup, I'm like, the noisemakers. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Every time you look at it, you you see a different name right. that you didn't notice before. So that's yeah, true. I mean, I saw Soul Sod. Yeah, I mentioned Soul Sodom last uh, last show, uh, and I. I, I mm-hmm. now S- Summerfest is another one that I went to last last summer, and it's it's similar in the sense of there's no camping there it's in milwaukee it's, it's all concrete but it's, it's a permanent structure in downtown milwaukee it's totally local but we went i went with a buddy because of the lineup saw soul solid dinosaur jr so a lot of repeats from the summer i saw now what i want to see again all right so Russ and Brian, are we back in or are we out? <laughs> I don't think I'm anywhere new. I'm right in that same purgatory area of the festival lineup mesmerizes me. It, spe- no it speaks to me. I'm glad, uh, Trevor, we can we can bond over the Soul Asylum thing. Oh, my God, I love that yeah, band. They, they were so and they good. Don't, and they don't tour anywhere. I mean, outside of the, the Northwest. And, um, but I think I'm in the exact same spot. This is going to be, we'll just have to just give me the rest of the year to keep thinking about it. And, and we'll go from there. I also, many uh, times though, I've, I've found it curious when people talk about the VIP versus GA. And oftentimes at Bonnaroo, people say the, the G, the VIP is not worth the money. Yeah, I would uh, never, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I would not do bon- VIP at, at Bonnaroo. I, I wouldn't do VIP at Lollapalooza, uh, but m- 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 Bourbon and Beyond. It works at Bourbon. Yeah, you need it. You need VIP out there. I think it's not to me. It's uh, everything's relative, but you know, eight hundred bucks for four days of crazy good music. I mean, that's still a pretty good deal. That's a great question, Chris. You raised your hand. What were you going to say? I am VIP all the way. <laughs> I I enjoy the very much being able to sneak into that air conditioned lounge in the middle of the afternoon when it's hundred degrees out or they they do usually offer some sort of free beverage throughout the day throughout the weekend which is helpful last year it was soda which wasn't great the year before that it was water which was the liquid death water so that was better but um yeah the the air conditioned bathrooms the uh, running water the access to some of the um for the witch stage to be able to get up close at the witch stage is really nice uh to get in that little side pocket which i don't understand why it's so big it seems unnecessarily <laughs> large it was huge but uh <laughs> um, i appreciate it nonetheless and for us older folks to be able to go up on the mound and uh chill out in those tiny chairs is uh it's pretty nice trav and chris thank you guys so much for giving up some time on a sunday morning and uh, offering your insights uh this is exactly what we wanted to talk about 
Yeah, I hope to see you guys in, Lo- in yeah. Louisville. Hey, let me know if you're going. I'd love to catch up with you there. If we're there, for sure. We'll be talking we'll about it out. every week until September, yeah. I think. Oh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> one, more, one more festival I'm going to is, a, is that new one in Charlotte. And the first week of May, I well, we're trying to see Noah Cohen, uh, Colin, and, and he's there. And we, we could make shaky knees, so... I can. What a nice guy! I hope you heard him his episode on our our. I did. Yeah. Show mm-hmm. guy, he's so cool. What a great. Yeah, guy. our report back on uh on love and life is a new one. In Charlotte, that one, that one comes up uh, Bonnaroo last year because that show was so huge. Every mm-hmm. that's everybody says. Where were the screens? Where were major the overflow? Screens? One of the biggest overflow crowds I've ever seen on the uh, this maybe that no that it was that uh, biggest yeah. overflow crowd I've ever seen. Yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah, that's I can't, awesome. can't wait to see him. I don't know if we've cleared that up or we made it muddier. I don't. Are we? Uh, didn't clear it up for me. Um, yeah, either. I'm still on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> I still kind of. I want... mean, it just it just addressed all the same things I've been thinking about, but it didn't. I don't think these answers are going to be easy to be found because no. this is a depends on who you ask situation in certain right. certain aspects mm-hmm. of it. If I could drive up there and be right right up close for Neil Young, I'm in. I'm going. Um, you don't know how many more days the man's got on a on a, on a, on a stage. That's I, I mean that it with all the with all the depths of my heart. Uh, one of my favorites of all time. And it is that's a Thursday night too. Yeah, yeah, and that's just one. I just plucked that name yeah, yeah. out of that unbelievable lineup. Uh, I, I know. So, yeah, we're we're that still in the conversation. Um, so I, I do also want to mention real quick, just a quick plug for uh, Totem. They're having an event in New York City, uh, Sunday, February 18th. So that would be Totem is uh, Daniel and Sharla, the real Rubus uh, folks. I'm on that board. They've put together mm-hmm. an organization to um, give tickets. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that, Russ. Um, they, they are going to, provide scholarships for people to go to Bonnaroo their their goal and it's an ambitious goal is to pass this on basically uh to people to uh, Brian what you were just talking about the vibe and everything we love it we are 100 percent into it and so are they and that's what totem is all about um so yeah check that out but Back to the point, we have tickets to give away. I don't know how we're going to give them away, but we're going to give away two tickets, GA+. Um, We've gotten those thanks to uh, our co-founder of the What Podcast, Brad Steiner, got us a couple of tickets, as he has for the last several years. So we'll figure out how we're going to give those away in the next couple of weeks. So. And none of this one day, two day nonsense. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you got to go, man. No, you got to commit the full ticket. Yeah, <laughs> report back and tell us. Timestamp it. Find a newspaper. That's show us exactly you're there. You, you got to show up Tuesday with me. That's the only catch. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. What else? What other news did we miss? God, there's so much. We, I mean, we didn't even get to it all. Um, we talked. I just the buzz of this uh, one day, two day thing is what kind of you know just consumed my social uh comment in the weeds threads read which i enjoyed reading a lot of it and some of it i just thought i just don't get how that would be a problem but you know hey no i get it man but and i maybe i didn't say it right but i think it's part of just the whole shifting change and that's what 
that was my point that I wanted to talk about. Um, well, and it's either change or what pause <laughs> die. I don't know. You or, know, like yeah, uh, if they don't, if they don't do some of these changes, you know, Bonnaroo might be one that says uh, we're on hiatus until we can figure out what to do. So, well, I mean, they've been either... fighting back from some financial struggles for a long time. How long yeah. can they do this? I mean, we go back to 16, they barely sold any tickets. We go back to one of these years, 19, I think didn't sell very good tickets. Then all the 2021, 20, 21, excuse me, 20, 21. We don't need to reset that. And yeah. then, you know, how long can, can, uh, well, let's... can financial distress be prevalent in your business organization before you have to make drastic changes, which are well, don't, stuff we don't even want to talk don't about. Don't forget, we love Bonnaroo, but it is mm-hmm. a commitment. I mean, it's yeah. it's a unique animal. You are camping in a 700-acre field for four days minimum. You know, forget the one-day, two-day thing. I mean, it yeah. is a commitment. Just we're an hour away. I mean, there are people who drive 15 hours to this I know. thing. I know. And yeah, that's, we've that, talked that, to them on the show. Yep. One of my favorite things uh, in my life over all these 20 years is, especially at the holidays or something, and you get into, you know, yeah. you get stuck into small talk. And that small talk I don't mind having. And it's always like, so what about Bonnaroo? Or my daughter's about to be 18, wants to go to Bonnaroo. Yep. Is it safe? And you know, same same kind of conversations over and over again. And, and, uh, and and to me it is it is maintained its image as being a a place a festival that you have to go yeah. to as a young person and even as not a young person i tell everybody it's not for everybody it's not i still say you give it one try right give it one try yeah and uh and just be for nothing else for a story man <laughs> just say man <laughs> i hated it it was yeah. the worst thing ever let me tell you all about it um, yeah. but I, I get it. Some people are going to laugh at that and be like, yeah, no, thanks. I need a mint no. on my pillow at night. Thank you very it's much. It's the best, man. I mean, it's, it's changed our lives. There's no question about it. We're sitting here talking about it every week. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, it's incredible. So, but become ingrained in, in, in most things in my life over the course of, uh, of a year of, of just random comedy. It's, it is, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Even with all this convolution, I just I don't feel like the magic of the festival is gone at all. No, I don't. Now either. your wallet I, might be hurting, and yeah. your credit card statement by the end of the year is going to be biting in the ass. But the magic is still there. No, I'm glad you said it that way. I and and I want to make that point. It just feels like a change to me. I don't. I'm not you know naysaying anything like that. It just feels like a shift change, and and they've done that many many times. We mm-hmm. made that point before going back to the fish and the hippie fest, it's changed multiple times, you know, from adding bathrooms to the VIP and all that, it will continue to change. This just feels like one of those years when the, to me, there's a pretty big shift change and it's not just Bonnaroo. And, and in talking to the folks that put these things on, it's an industry change bourbon and beyond mm-hmm. um, all of them are dealing with a lot of these same things. You know, the headliners, supposedly it's a tough year to book headliners. That's because we came out of COVID. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's just worth noting is all I'm saying. So, no, I think it's still great. 
I'm excited. I'm, I think I'm more excited about going back this year than I have been in the last four or five years. And I don't know why, quite honestly, <laughs> just, 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 just want to see what's up. Yeah. yeah I, can't wait. I haven't been on a show with you guys to talk about the lineup itself that much. Um, I've actually wanted to do a, a deeper dive down the road We're about to, and look yeah. at some, and look at some of these bands that are repeats. It's always been my biggest thing that I've complained about Bonnaroo for 20 years was that it's like they, they repeat a lot, but they do it in a very unique way. And we can get into that another time, but um, I, I still don't love the lineup, but it doesn't matter. Never not great. And uh, I can't wait for June as much as I haven't been able to wait for it. Most every other year. Now time flies so fast. I actually can wait till June. Yeah. I, have, I have a lot to do <laughs> between now and June. So yeah, June, we're, take we're your time. Have... It's okay. You don't need to get here sooner than you, than normal. Yeah. Well, we, we hopefully have a lot of these artists on the show too, aren't we? Yeah. We we that's we will have artists on. We will talk about lineup. We'll do the deep dive. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if we're going to do Bonnaroolette. It's one of my favorite things. We'll do something similar. Uh, yeah. We. I mean, this is February, and we haven't even really talked about the lineup much, other than lineup day. So. Lots to do. So, all right, guys. Um, I think that's it. We could do this all afternoon. I could anyway. I could. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> no, we got this. We got this dumb football game. We got. Oh, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Got to go see Locos. Got to put his bets in. Got to go see what Tay Tay's doing. All right. Love you guys. Consequence Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.